Terps gone to Super Bowl. Here we go. Here we go. What's going on, guys? Jared Barnes here. Welcome back to Steelers Talk. I know it has been a while since my last episode, and I completely apologize for that. I started this podcast thinking I was going to have a lot more time to do it. Turned out some things happened. I dropped out of school, did some things. Um, I'm in a completely different place now. I'm living in Florida. I'm not even in the Pittsburgh area anymore. So, But I still have my love for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I hope that you join me along this ride as I try to do this professionally, talk about sports, talk about the Steelers, do something in this vein. Again, I don't know if I did it or not, but I'm Jared Barnes, and this is Steelers Talk. Thank you for choosing this podcast today. Um, And I really do appreciate the love and feedback I've received on this podcast, even though I've done one episode. It means a lot to me, and you know, I haven't talked about the Steelers on this podcast since my last episode. And, you know, the Steelers ended up starting the season 11-0. What a great season they kind of had at the beginning there. And then they kind of fell off those last couple weeks. And I'm not sure what happened. You can blame the offense. You can blame injuries. You can blame Ben's arm. I just don't know what happened. It was a shame to see the season end that way. But now the news and the talk is, should the Steelers bring Ben Roethlisberger back next year? Should they pay him the money that he's scheduled to receive next year? And just last week, Ben Roethlisberger told Ed Bouchette of the Athletic.com of Pittsburgh. He's Ed Bouchette. Everybody, if you're from Pittsburgh, you know Ed Bouchette's a, I mean, a legend in Pittsburgh when it comes to writing. But he told Ed Bouchette that he agrees with everything that Rooney said about him, and he's willing and able to do what the Steelers need him to do to lower his massive $41.25 million cap hit for the 2021 season. He said this. He said, I want to do everything I can and made that very clear to them from the very beginning that this is my idea to basically help the team however I can this year. Roethlisberger said, I don't care about my pay at all this year. And that's huge because, you know, the Steelers salary cap situation is not something that is, you know, in a great spot. Right now, they are negative $34 million in the cap just based off the projected base salary cap of $176 million, which is what it's set at, set to be this year. It is not great. Right now, the Steelers have $215 million in cap set, and they have $362,000 in dead money. They only have 54 players on the roster currently, so they don't even have their 90-man roster for the preseason yet. Uh, they haven't drafted any rookies. They haven't made any free agent signings. Um and they have some big free agents hitting the market. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Bud Dupree. And just based on that, it does not look like we're going to be able to bring any of those guys back. And the Bud Dupree loss, in my opinion, is the most significant. Um, you could tell once Bud got hurt, the teams just started abusing that side. They started running that side. They started just doing a bunch of plays to that side because – if you stay away from TJ because he's on one side of the field, you're going to be okay. There wasn't much of a pass rush from Alex Highsmith, even though he was a guy that I liked a lot coming out. If you listen to my other shows, the Jared Barnes show, you would know that Alex Highsmith was a sleeper pick of mine. So I thought he did okay filling in, but he's not Bud Dupree. And he's not, he's not fantastic, but he was good for a rookie, honestly. He shocked me. 
but I think he'd be a good replacement now, especially with Devin Bush coming back. But it's going to be a, a rough offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they try to navigate this cap, as they try to bring in free agents. And, you know, it looks like we're going to have to let probably Juju, Connor, and Bud Dupree all walk because you can't franchise tag any of them because then they'd be drastically overpaid. I think Bud Dupree wouldn't uh, just based upon, you know, his production and just how good of a player he is. I think he is one of the most underrated pass rushers in the entire NFL. And I think he's going to get broken off by somebody. I think Connor's going to I don't think we're going to see him back in Pittsburgh because he's going to want more money than he's actually worth. And he's never really proven that he can, number one, stay healthy, and then number two, actually, you know, be a consistently good starting running back. He, at times, showed spurts, which is great. But we need somebody consistent. And I, I think they'll look to targeting a guy like that in the NFL draft in the upcoming in the upcoming draft. Um, I'm going to do a mock draft here within the next two weeks, and I'll reveal my projected Steelers pick. I think they I think the Steelers could have a very good draft, but they're going to need they're going to need to retool the offensive line and get a running back. That's the two things they need to get for sure. I think they need to get a corner because Joe Hayden, he's getting older. Oh, oh, by the way, another free agent that's that's coming up, Cam Sutton. And I think the Steelers are going to have to decide between Joe Hayden or Cam Sutton, and they're going to have to probably cut Joe because of the cap. And that's a shame, but let's be honest, Joe is down, is going down like towards the end of his career. He's not getting any better than he is. Uh, he would only really be getting a worse as a player, and that's not saying all that much because Joe Hayden is still a pretty good corner in the league, but I think it would benefit the Steelers to get younger at the position by keeping Sutton around and then cutting Hayward and not pay, overpaying him based upon his production. So I think Hayden is a guy likely to get cut. I think uh, there's no way we bring Alejandro Villanueva back. I don't think there is any way we see Connor or Bud Dupree in Steelers jerseys, but I think Juju still has a chance. I think Juju wants to be in Pittsburgh. I think Ben wants Juju to still be in Pittsburgh. And not that I don't think Pittsburgh doesn't want Joe Hayden or James Connor or, you know, Bud Dupree. But I think they really know that Juju is the guy. Juju can be the marketing guy. He can be the guy that helps sell tickets. He's going to help in other ways than just winning. And Juju is actually a very good receiver. What he, everybody that's a Steelers fan knows just how important he is to the Steelers offense because he could get it on a slant. He can drag three guys 10 yards to get the first down. And that's just the kind of guy Juju is. Yeah, I know Juju kind of had a bad year and the national media kind of hates him. You know, Corvette, Corvette, but still. You can't be mad at the guy. He's still a good receiver. I love Juju, and I want to see Juju succeed. If he goes somewhere else, I still want to see him succeed because that's how much I like the guy. But, you know, again, he was part, and that young, immature receiving room was part of the reason that the Steelers kind of fell off because it became somewhat of a distraction. People were blaming that on the losses instead of what was actually happening. Poor offensive play calling, poor defensive schemes, uh, not really being ready. And instead we were blaming stuff like the young receiving core that was immature and dropping balls and dancing on logos as the losses. The fall apart was bad. Um, and I'm just looking, I'm, I'm glad it's the off season because I'm looking forward to seeing the restart. 
seeing what it's going to be like the next year. Um, I don't think the Steelers' future is all that bright. I think we're going to go down a dark road here for a couple years. And, you know, sometimes when you're good, as long as Pittsburgh has been good, that's going to happen. But I love the Steelers. I'm going to hate to see them have a losing season ever. But sometimes if you have a losing season and get yourself better draft position, sometimes that's better for you. And maybe that's what's needed for the Steelers because we don't get high draft picks, so we don't get to draft those high, overly highly talented guys. But sometimes some of them slip to us. T.J. Watt slipped to us. Uh, Edmonds slipped to us. Uh, we ended up trading a first for Minka, which you uh, you can't be mad at that trade because that was still one of the best trades we've probably made in years. So, you know, we don't get a chance to draft those highly talented guys like Minka Fitzpatrick. And we, and we definitely don't get the chance to draft – Franchise quarterbacks at position we are, 24 to 30, is normally where the Steelers pick, it feels like, over the last couple of years. I'll say that I'll say 20 to 30 is normally where the Steelers pick over the last five to six years, and that's not a great place to be picking, especially if you're looking for a franchise-altering player. Now, when you get the chance to take a flyer on a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who the Steelers recently just signed on a one-year prove-it deal, I think you have to do it because he is overly talented. Yeah, he has a lot of off-the-field issues. Yep, he has a lot of on-the-field issues. But he was still a first-round quarterback. He was still a top-15 pick in the draft two years ago. So somebody saw something in him. I think the Steelers, if he would have slipped any further, probably would have made a move to trade up to get him. And I think Tomlin likes him a lot. I think Tomlin thinks he can fix the kid. And I would like to see if he can because Dwayne Haskins does have a lot of talent. But I think him and Mason Rudolph have some similar issues. But Dwayne Haskins has a much higher ceiling than Mason. Um, they have anticip anticipation issues. It partly comes from the system that they played in in college. Um, the system that Dwayne played in, he only ever had to look at his first option. And that's normally where he threw the ball. But because of the athletes that were at Ohio State, they normally just found a way to get open or be wide open. And it worked for Dwayne there. Mason Rudolph, very similar situation. He had James Washington. Everybody knows that James Washington is a very good receiver. But in college, he was one of the top receivers. And at Oklahoma State, they ran a spread offense, kind of an air raid offense with Mike Gundy where they threw the ball quite a bit, but he really targeted his first receiver in the uh, formation. And whoever that was normally got the ball, and that was Mason's problem as well. And coming out, he's had a hard time making reads, both Mason and Dwayne. The issue with Dwayne is a lot of people have said that Dwayne doesn't study the film, Dwayne doesn't do this, Dwayne doesn't do that. Um, Dwayne's immature. He could be, very much could be. Um, but I like the fact that they brought in Dwayne Haskins. I like the fact that they're taking a flyer on a guy that has a lot of talent, but a lot to fix. And I think it could pay off. Um, really, it's a it's a high reward, little risk move that the Steelers made with Dwayne Haskins, and that's why I'm such a huge fan of the signing there. Plus, he also fits. Matt Canada, our new offensive coordinator system very well. Matt Canada likes to do a lot of rollouts. Matt Canada likes to do a lot of play action. I like Matt Canada's system. I don't see how Ben fits it. And uh, I'll be honest, I like the hiring of Matt Canada, but let's be honest, he was kind of a hot commodity. So if he's successful, I don't think he's going to be around Pittsburgh for very long because I think he's going to end up with a head coaching job if he's successful. 
like I said, but it'll definitely be within three to four years that he'll probably end up with a head coaching job. And like I said, I'm not sure how Ben fits the system because Ben does not want to do the rollouts. Ben does not want to do a standard play action. Um, and I think for this system to work, they're going to need to upgrade the line massively and need a decent runner. So it's going to be a huge offseason to figure that out. And I think there's guys in the draft that they could get. I think Alex Leatherwood from Alabama would be a great pickup at tackle because I think our interior line is going to be okay. And if the Steelers could muster up any money, any money at all, Corey Lindsley, the center for the Packers, is about to be a free agent. With Marquise Pouncey possibly retiring, bringing him in would be an absolute best move that they could do. I don't know if they're going to be able to muster up the money to do that, though. Again, um, I'm just absolutely excited to be back on this podcast. I'm excited to be back doing it. It's something that I am very, very, you know, excited about. And I'm hoping that I can do more consistently. Would love to get some questions from the Steeler fans and Steeler Nation. So I will be posting on my Instagram at Steelers Talk. Uh, it spells kind of how it sounds at S T I L L E R S T A L K. And next week's episode, I will be answering any questions that anybody has about the Steelers offseason. It could be anywhere from we could be answering five to ten questions possibly, and I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, again, this was Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Jared Barnes. Let's have an absolutely fantastic week, everybody. Peace out.